imagine I have five rocks and you have five rocks and each one of those rocks represents a problem. And I come to you and I say, oh, you don't know how to manage your money. Let me solve that problem for you. And I take that rock out of your pile and I put it in mine. Now I have six rocks and you have four. My load just got heavier and yours got lighter. And then the next thing, oh, you don't know how to do reports. Let me take that rock for you. And now you have three rocks and I have seven. My load just got heavier. So what's going to happen over time is you now have a person that has no idea how to manage their own rocks. They don't even know how to hold their own weight. You've robbed them of that ability, but then you're carrying all the baggage. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life, and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Hello, welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. I hope that you are having an amazing holiday season. I'm currently in upstate New York, spending time with my family and visiting with friends. And honestly, it's been exactly what I have needed, even though I feel truthfully a little displaced because I am homeless now. (laughs) I'm not really homeless per se, but I am officially a digital nomad, meaning my address is a PO box and I have everything that I need in two suitcases. So I'm in New York right now, spending time with family and it's been a lot of fun and I'll be heading out to California very soon, which I'm very excited about. 
and also currently in the middle of enrollment for the Embody Mastermind, which feels so exciting to me. Like I wish it was the middle of January already so that we could start. (laughs) This is going to be such an incredible six month journey together. And I want to share a story today about codependency because I know that a lot of people struggle with it. I'm not the only one. And I had no idea how deep my codependency patterns were running. Um, It was modeled for me throughout my childhood and the dynamics of my family and my family's family, like everywhere in my family. And then it started to trickle into my relationships with women. And then it started to trickle into the way I was building my business and network marketing. Like I had no idea that network marketing was such a perfect like breeding ground, (laughs) if you will, for codependency. So why am I sharing this? Well, one of the most profound shifts I feel like I've made in my own life in terms of growth has been recognizing codependence. And codependency is rooted deeply in your value and worth or worthiness in relationships coming from everything that you can do. So it's very performative. It's really built a lot on overgiving and overdoing and overextending yourself. And the framework that I have used to walk myself through shifting out of codependent patterns or even just bringing awareness to them has been the embodiment framework that we're going to do together in the mastermind, which is pausing and bringing presence to the situation, observing the stories that come up, welcoming in a new story, embodying that story with action, and then releasing and rejoicing. So releasing is all about forgiveness and rejoice is all about celebration. So when I started to wake up to my own codependent patterns and I really brought the presence in my life to what was here. It was like mind-blowing. So I'm sharing this because you might be someone who is in a leadership role and you're feeling frustrated because you're like, I don't understand why I have to do everything. Or maybe in your relationships, you're feeling the same way. Like, I feel like no one ever supports me. Like I constantly give and give and give and nobody does anything back. Like that is a story that I had, right? It's like this martyr story. Um, and maybe you're noticing this with your kids. Maybe you're noticing it at work where you're just exhausted and you're frustrated and you're like, I'm so tired of being the one that does everything. (sighs) I was there (laughs) for sure. I have been there. And what codependency really is, is working on your problems, working on someone else's problems more than they do. Like I'm going to work on your problems more than you do. And my worth is found in what I can do versus who I am. So in my family, I saw this, you know, I saw my mom in a very codependent relationship with my dad where she was constantly doing, 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 and hardly ever receiving any support from him. And I saw her repeat these patterns in friendships and other relationships where there was like a savior pattern of like, I can fix you. I can help you. Like, let me help you. Let me fix you. And I started to do this in network marketing. I was like so excited when someone would come into my business and I'd be like, oh my God, I can help you. I can fix this for you. And I would be so like lit up and excited and motivated to help someone 
And then I would get like my heart broken when I would put all this time and effort and energy into like getting in the car and doing a, driving to where they are and doing events and doing phone calls and pouring into them and helping them with their mindset. And it was like I was showing up at 110%, but they were showing up at 70%. So I had to make up the extra that they weren't showing up. Like, let me give you a better example. Like if I was showing up 100% and they were showing up 80%, I would have to then give another 20% in order for the scales to be even. And I was more than happy to do it. Like it felt so good. Like, oh, you don't know how to do that? No problem. I can totally do that for you. And it's like this little hit of adrenaline of like, I'm valuable. I'm worthy. I can help you. I can help someone. And I do think it's beautiful to want to be able to help people, but also like if you are working on someone else's problems more than they are, you are in a codependent pattern. And that means that you want them to change more than they do. And this will constantly leave you feeling exhausted, feeling resentful, feeling heartbroken, feeling frustrated, feeling burnt out, feeling like you're not getting what you want. And when I really started to wake up to these patterns, it was just like mind blowing. Like I would work so hard for someone's potential. And when they didn't meet me in the action, I was frustrated. And what I didn't realize, like I thought that I was doing the right thing. Like maybe you feel like in your relationship, okay, this was my marriage, right? Maybe you feel like you see all the ways in which you can be helpful, which is a beautiful thing. And you're like, oh, you don't know how to do that. I can do it for you. Like, let me help you. Let me do this. And you're, and it feels so good because you're like, oh, I'm being helpful and I'm helping this person and look at how helpful I'm being. But what you don't realize is that you are robbing people of their failures. And let me explain. So think about your life. How much have you learned in your life through contrast? Like how many times have you fallen down and literally figured shit out because you had to be the one to get back up. Like how many times have you made a huge mistake and through that mistake, you're like, oh, right. Let me go do this differently the next time. Or like when it comes to building confidence, right? The roadmap to building confidence is take messy action, gather feedback, refine the process, repeat. But you have to take that messy action. And when we're in codependent patterns with people, we rob them of their opportunity for failure, which ultimately robs them of their opportunity to build confidence, which ultimately robs them of their opportunity to build success. So while we think we're being super helpful, what we're really doing is we're taking on someone else's ability to succeed for themselves. And so they become codependent on us for their own success, but we become codependent on their need from us in order to feel validated. It's this really messy, like entanglement, enmeshment of I depend on you to be weak and you depend on me to be strong because my strength is found in my ability to help you through your weaknesses, <laughs> right? And you're like on the reverse side of that, like the only way that you can feel confident that anything is going to be done the right way in your life is if I do it for you. This is not a place you want to be in, in any kind of relationship, whether it's a female relationship, a working dynamic, if you're trying to build a team, if you're a coach and you have clients. Like I remember being on the phone with my coach one day 
And I was like freaking out because I was so worried that one of my clients was not going to get results. I was like, but what if she doesn't have great results? Like she's doing this launch and what if it flops? Like it's going to be my fault. And how do I not take that on? And I didn't realize that in that moment, I was in a codependent relationship with one of my clients because I was placing too much of my own ownership on her success. Yes, I need to show up and deliver on my part, but she also has to show up and deliver on her part. And I think what happens is when you're in a codependent dynamic and the one person wakes up to the fact that they're in a codependent relationship and they start to shift the dynamic, the other person doesn't like it because now you're changing the rules. So when we are in this situation where we work on someone else's problems harder than they do, when we want change harder than they do, we have to really pause and bring presence to what is the value that I'm getting out of this situation? What is it about this action or this problem that I personally am getting satisfaction from? Where am I needing to control this? And so I remember for me, like when my ex-husband and I were together, like it first started off with money. Like he really struggled with understanding how to manage his finances. And I was like, I can do that for you. Instead of me teaching him how to do it. I was like, don't worry, I can do that for you. And it made me feel really in control. It made me feel safe. It made me feel like there was no smoke and mirrors. I knew full transparency about what was going on in his financial world, but he didn't know what was going on in mine. So it put me in a sense of feeling in control. And that like looking back, I'm like, gosh, that was such a awful decision because it should have just been a conversation for both of us to have. But instead I took on the responsibility of, of that, right? So one small thing that he was off the hook for and one small thing that I put on my back. And then it started happening with like keeping our bedroom clean, like doing, well, I won't say doing the laundry because laundry was one thing I refused to do. But it started showing up in other ways. And then it started happening in our network marketing business. Like he, a story that happened in our marriage was that he was not great with technology. And it took him a really long time to send emails and to run reports and to do the numbers and all that stuff. And I could see that it was really frustrating him and me being the very loving, helpful, codependent person that I am. I was like, I can see that you're struggling. Let me do that for you so that you don't have to struggle. And so, boom, I got a, I got this feeling of dopamine. I'm being helpful. I'm being validated. I'm needed by this person, which is great. And it removed one more thing off of his plate of frustration. And it put one more thing of responsibility on my back. So now the weight just doubled, right? It was the finances and now it was the reports. And then it was running team calls and doing leadership training. He would get really, really nervous getting on live. He didn't like it. It made him feel uncomfortable. And I could see that he was having like a physical reaction. Like he would get really stressed out and he'd be very anxious and super nervous. And for me, it just came really easy. And I said, Hey, you know, it seems like you're really stressed out about it. Like, would you like me to do this for you? And he was like, yes, that would be amazing. So again, another dopamine hit, like, look, I'm so helpful. I get to save you. Let me fix this for you. And boom, one more thing taken off his plate and another one put on my back. So I'm sure if you're getting a visual, like imagine taking a pile of rocks. Imagine I have five rocks and you have five rocks. And each one of those rocks represents a problem. And I come to you and I say, oh, you don't know how to manage your money? Let me solve that problem for you. And I take that rock out of your pile and I put it in mine. Now I have six rocks and you have four. My load just got heavier and yours got lighter. 
And then the next thing, oh, you don't know how to do reports. Let me take that rock for you. And now you have three rocks and I have seven. My load just got heavier. So what's going to happen over time is you now have a person that has no idea how to manage their own rocks. They don't even know how to hold their own weight. You've robbed them of that ability, but then you're carrying all the baggage. And this happened in my network marketing business. Like I can't tell you how many times I felt frustrated with people that just wouldn't lead themselves and relied on me to do everything. They're like, well, you just do it better. Can you just do this call for me? Can I have this prospect? And I think if you just talk to them or like, I need it, I need something. And, and it was like, they were afraid to mess up because I could quote unquote, do it better. And I thought that I was taking ownership for my business, but I realized that I was creating a prison for myself. And I can't tell you how many times I would have leaders come to me and say the same thing. I don't understand why my team won't duplicate. I don't, I can't understand why, like, I can't get this person to do the thing because from day one, you've robbed them of the opportunity to get messy. You've robbed them of the opportunity to fail. And so in my own marriage, I had to really like, once I, once I felt this stress, like what it felt like, what codependency feels like in the very beginning of a codependent relationship is it feels amazing. You're so enmeshed, right? Like this one person's like, oh my God, they're so helpful. I love them. And like gives away their power to you and you take their power from them. And you're like, I can help you. I can solve this problem. And you feel great because you're in control. And there's this dopamine hit and this false sense of value. And your worth is found in all the things that you can do. And over time, what happens is this starts to rob us of polarity in in relationships, of give and receive, of personal power and leadership and ownership of like, I will be here to support you, but I'm not here to solve your problem. And then, especially in romantic partnerships, what happens is you, one person starts feeling like they're carrying everything. And they get resentful of the other person. And the other person doesn't understand why there's a disconnect. Like, why won't you spend more time with me? Why are you always exhausted? Why are you tired? Why are you frustrated? Why are you being passive aggressive with me? And that trickles into a lack of confidence. So the person who has been robbed of the opportunity to fail starts to lose confidence. And they don't believe in their ability to do anything because you've literally done it for them. And they're afraid to mess up and they're afraid to make a mistake because they've never been taught how to do that. And then the person who's constantly fixing all the problems loses respect for the other person. They feel resentful. They feel exhausted. Like this was literally, if I look back at everything that happened in my marriage and I look back at a lot of the dynamics that happened in my network marketing business, and I look back at a lot of the dynamics of my female relationships as well, this is the same pattern. So I had to pause and become really present to like, why am I feeling resentful? Why is it that building my network marketing business does not feel exciting to me like it used to? Why is it that my relationship doesn't light me up the way it used to? Why do I feel these feelings of resentment? Like I'm feeling resentful. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling burnt out. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling unmotivated when I didn't used to feel that way. And so I had to really observe all of the stories that came up of like, well, if I stopped doing all of these things, what would happen if I started to say no to all the things that I used to say yes to, how is that going to shift the dynamic? Like I had to really look at that. And a lot of the stories that came up was like, people would fail. 
people would make mistakes. They wouldn't have success if it weren't for me. And it's like, oh, I roll. Now I think of it like, oh my God, if I don't do it, no one else can, or no one can do it as good as me, right? Like how many times have we said, no one does it right, so I might as well just do it myself. (laughs) That's not a them problem, that's a you problem. And so I started to observe all of these stories that were coming up around like where I found my worth. And it was challenging because I realized that I had created this entire scenario myself. And now it was up to me to create a whole new scenario where people in my life took responsibility for their own problems. What would it feel like to be in a marriage where my partner would come to me with a problem and we could work on the solution together versus him coming to me with a problem and expecting that I would fix it. And so I didn't want to feel like his mother anymore. And I didn't want to feel like a boss in my network marketing business. Like I wanted to feel like we were doing sideline leadership together and I was responsible for my leadership and you were responsible for your leadership. And together we co-create solutions to problems and you take ownership for your growth and I take ownership for my growth. And so I had to really welcome in a new reality of like, okay, if I am a woman who holds people in their power, what does that look like? That means that I have to be really present and aware of when these codependent patterns show up and I have to start enforcing boundaries. I have to start saying no to things. And I have to really be hyper aware of my need and desire to be loved for what I can do versus who I am. So one day, this is exactly what this looked like. So one day... My ex-husband walked into the kitchen and he put a hundred dollars down on the, on the kitchen counter. And he was like, Hey, I borrowed some, some money from my sister. Can you Venmo her? It was like a hundred bucks. He's like, can you Venmo this to her? And this is like a very seemingly innocent request. However, one of the ongoing frustrations in my ex-husband's life. And one of the stories that he had created was that he was really bad with technology. Like if we were traveling, I had to book the flights. I had to take care of the Uber. I had to take care of the hotel. I had to take care of everything because he just, his story was, he just wasn't good at that stuff. Like he literally didn't know how to use Uber and that's not to shame him. Like none of this is meant to shame anybody. It's just, this is the reality of the situation. And instead of me empowering him and teaching him, I just did it. I just took on the role of, let me just do this because it's just easier for me to do it than to try and explain to you how to do it. And I think that this is a really important lesson for anyone in business and entrepreneurship or relationships to pay attention to is like, that actually doesn't solve the problem. It actually makes it worse. So the story that he had was that he is not great with technology. You know, these things stressed him out. It would take him way longer to figure it out. And he didn't want to take the time or the energy or be frustrated to figure it out. So he slides his hundred bucks across the counter. He's like, hey, can you Venmo this to my sister? And I had to really pause and be really present and observe the story that was coming up of like, I can be helpful right now and I can solve this problem. And then I had to remember that, no, I'm embodying, I'm welcoming in a new story of someone who empowers her partner to succeed. And in order for me to do that, I must embody a woman who has boundaries and is not codependent. So I looked at him and I said, no, I said, "Uh, no, 
I will not do that. You can do it. And he got frustrated with me and he's like, I don't know how to use, I don't, I don't know how to use Venmo. I don't even have it on my phone. It's going to take you two seconds. Like, why can't you just do it? And I said, because you can do it. And I'm more than happy to help you. Like if you want me to show you how to use Venmo, if you need, you know, help downloading it, I'm I'm happy to, like, if you get stuck, I'll definitely help you, but I'm not going to do it for you. I don't want to get involved in whatever's going on between you and your sister and this money exchange. It has nothing to do with me. And he got really angry with me. Like he was so frustrated that I wouldn't give him what he wanted. And now he had to go, you know, deal with the inconvenience of figuring out how to download this app and how to set up his bank account to get his sister this money. Or he would have figured out another way to get it to her, whether it's Venmo or not. And that was a really hard thing to do. I'm going to be honest because I loved him and I really wanted to help him and I didn't want to start a fight and I didn't want to cause a problem. But it's like, we almost have to bring this down to a very basic elementary level of like children right? Like if we do everything for our children and they never have to face conflict, they're not going to survive in the real world. (laughs) Right. And if I did everything for everyone on my team, I wouldn't have been building a team of leaders. I would have been building a team of people who were insecure and afraid to fail and would just rely on me to do everything because that's the standard that I set. So this is hard, like unwinding from codependency is not easy because it's changing dynamics in the way that you show up. And it's also like meeting people in their disappointment in you. Like he was definitely angry with me and he definitely felt rejected. And he definitely felt like I wasn't a team player. I wasn't helping him and I was acting in a new way. And I think when it comes to help and it comes to support and it comes to problem solving, like if you've been the person that's done it all along and you say no, and you put it back on the other person, like they're now faced with rejection, like you're not helping them and they're angry with you, but now they are faced with having to figure this out on their own, which is wildly inconvenient. (laughs) It really is inconvenient. So this process of personal power and embodiment and this this framework of shifting from one paradigm to another, whether it's codependency patterns or people-pleasing or self-abandonment or family dynamics or you know passive-aggressive conversations, sisterhood wounds, money issues, intimacy, like it doesn't matter. This process that we're walking through in the Embody Mastermind and this this framework for personal power requires like an immense amount of strength. It requires an immense amount of presence and desire to shift things and leadership and resiliency and support, which is why we're doing it in a mastermind, not a group program. It's not a course. It's a group container where we can talk to each other and we can navigate these things and we can support because we're shifting a big paradigm in your life. The framework for personal power is one, become totally present to what is here. What is the story? What is the experience? Is it bringing you pain or pleasure? And then really observing that story. Where did this come from? Where was this modeled for me? What was my first experience of this? What set of rules am I playing by? Whose stories have I adopted? Like, what is what, where did all this come from? And what, what am I making this mean about myself and the life that I'm living? 
And then we welcome in a new story. What would happen if I changed the rules? What would happen if I had this any way that I wanted? If I could wave a magic wand and I could create any reality for myself in this situation, what would it look like? And from there, we have to think about like, okay, if that's the reality that I desire, who do I have to be in order for that to happen? What different decisions do I have to make? What new boundaries do I have to set? What different choices do I get to create? And that's where the embody piece piece comes in. So from once we welcome in a new story, we have to embody it. We have to take the knowing and the doing and put it into action, into the being. So if I know that I'm a woman who values relationships that are interdependent, then I also have to know that I cannot say yes to things from a place of wanting to please people. Um, so that's the embodiment piece. And then the last component is to release and rejoice and release is all about forgiveness. Who do we need to forgive in our life for teaching us this stuff? Like my ex-husband was doing the best he could with the tools that he had been given. And I was, there's no blame in that. I had to forgive the parts of him that didn't know any better. I had to forgive the parts of me that didn't know any better. I had to forgive my parents for modeling that because they didn't know any better. Like I truly believe that people are doing the best they can with the tools that they have. So release is all about forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others so that we can let that story go and we can let that old pattern go and we don't have to hold on to it anymore and it doesn't hold us captive. And then rejoice is all about celebrating, celebrating the wins, celebrating like in that moment when he slid that hundred dollars across the counter and I said, no, I celebrated myself. Like, I am so proud of you for walking through that and catching that, like actually catching it when it was happening and doing it from a place of love, not doing it from a place of anger or frustration or passive aggressiveness, like really doing it from a place of genuine love and like really seeing and, and doing it from a place of a desire of like, I really want this person my ex-husband, to be a self-dependent person that feels confident in his abilities to download an app on his phone and function in modern society without feeling stress and anxiety. And there's no way that he would ever be able to learn how to do that if I didn't walk myself through it first. So this process of embodiment and this framework for personal power, oftentimes when we want to like shift things in our life, require us to be the one to go first. And then we model that for others. So if you want your relationships to change, you go first. If you want your financial situation to change, you go first. If you want your friendships to change, you go first. Like everything in your life rises and falls on you going first. So the Embody Mastermind begins in January. We're going for six months together and we're bringing the knowing, which is the learning component of this framework so that you can be so aware of the patterns. We are bringing the doing, which is the actual action of the somatic work, the breath work, the journaling, the meditation. And we're bringing the being, which is the actual like embodiment, all this together in every single month that we are together. We have three calls a month, live trainings. You'll have opportunity for live coaching. There's a group experience. You'll get to connect with other women in the group. And then the thing that I'm most excited about is celebrating at the end. We're going to have a little retreat at the end where we get to hang out in California together, meet and hug in real life, celebrate our success, just have fun, a fun girls weekend. And we all get to just celebrate through this whole process of embodiment. So if you are feeling the nudge, this is by application only. You can click the link in the show notes and um, that will give you all the instructions that you need on how to apply. And I 
would be so honored to welcome you into this amazing container so that we can shift out of these codependent patterns. We can shift out of these old Thank you so that have much for living you your boldly courageous life with and you can me shift today. Into something I am beyond grateful for you, I love you. and this amazing Happy Friday. community and until the next we are building together. Your boldly it's life. truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.